0: A very good morning to you, Peter.
1: Good morning, Silvana, and good morning to the listeners. Yes, oh, it was fine winter's morning.
0: Oh, I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Cold. I mm. will
1: tell you what, it is cold, cold, cold. It's been a miserable week here in Humber, although winter's is that time of year. I suppose you can expect it, but it's been it's been particularly cold with this with this wet weather we've been having. Yeah. I, I, I I don't remember last year being as cold as this, but hey, winter is what it is. Um and actually perfect uh perfect weather for making bultong Sanremo.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited about our topic today, biltong. I am an absolute lover of biltong. So yes, very Aha. excited to hear I the tips and the recipes <laughs> that you'll be sharing.
1: Yes. So so basically, I mean uh, we all know it's 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 preserved it's preserved meat. It's 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 certainly a South African staple, but there's a there's a few interesting things about it. Um and, and that's the, that's the, the sort of flavour mix. Look, you know, you, we'll have this debate and you'll have people send messages and say that's not how you make biltong. You know, biltong is like uh, recipes for boerewors yes. or what makes the perfect poiki. Everybody has their own family recipe that they've relied upon down the generations mm-hmm. and if you make anything that's not according to exactly their recipe all, all hell breaks loose yes you're a philistine <laughs> of, 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 of mammoth proportions <laughs> but i think uh, but i think what is universal to 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 the built-on making process and for me i like it the simpler the better i'm mm-hmm. not uh, a, a fan of all these kind of flavored built and added spice and barbecue and chili. And I, I find that what what all those spices tend to do is, is they detract from the quality of the meat. Mm-hmm. And for me, a, a nice piece of, I look, I like my built and I like it uh, red, quite wet with yes. a nice layer of fat on it. For me, the fat is where the flavor is, is where the lovely mm. texture. And so you want to not mask that. So you want to keep, if you're going to make it yourself, you want to keep your seasonings fairly simple. Obviously, the the single most important one of the, the most standout ingredients is obviously coriander seed roasted mm. coriander seed now it's important that you do roast them whether you do it in a pan or you do it in an oven it's you, you basically if you if you take any kind of dried spices if you take whole spices whether it's coke uh, coriander cumin any of those and if you, if you take one that's that's normally just dried and you smell that and you roast one and you smell the difference and you'll see the difference and why it's important that it's roasted is that, you know, a lot of these dried spices are, you know, who knows when they've been harvested and how long they've been dried and that they, they tend to lose a little bit of their flavor. So that roasting of them releases their natural oils mm-hmm. and, and kind of really gives them a heightened flavor. So any kind of spices if you will notice when, when 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 in indian recipes they tell you to always fry the spices first before you do anything else it's because you're trying to bring some life back to the spice yeah. so it's very very important that you roast the coriander mm-hmm. um, vinegar is an important one uh, not so much from a flavor perspective but more from a, a curing point of view you know the, the most recipes will add some vinegar whether some recipes say soak in vinegar overnight some brush it with vinegar for an hour or two the importance of the vinegar is in the curing process the presence of vinegar inhibits the growth of botulism mm-hmm. so the the vinegar is an important part and it's not about the flavor generally you know the there are all sorts of recipes now, that generally the, the sort of uh, brown grape vinegar is the one that's used, but you can use any vinegar. Um, and, and, and those that start using red wine vinegar and balsamic vinegar, the, mm-hmm. the vinegar isn't really about the flavor, it's about the curing. So as long as you have a vinegar there, that's, that's what you're after is, is, is for, the, for the curing process, not so much the flavor process. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a, a mixture of, of salt, a little bit of brown sugar, the roasted coriander, black peppercorns. You know, again, if you want to season it with more and you have your special secret mix, by all means go berserk. But when I make on I like to keep it as simple as possible. It's actually interesting. Um, One of those things that people always tell you, um, particularly in-laws who live... North of the Cape will tell you that the Western mm-hmm. Cape doesn't know how to make biltong properly, <laughs> and uh, and and without upsetting anybody, to a degree they're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the reasons I qualify this is that the, the best way to make biltong is now in the winter in the highveld, and the reason is is because it's so cold and it's dry, mm-hmm. and the best biltong comes from that that is naturally air dried, not the ones that have been put in a cupboard with the light. There mm. are all sorts of contraptions to help you make biltong, particularly in the Western Cape, because it doesn't get as cold or as dry. So you need the element of, and it just the biltong is never exactly the same when it's done commercially and when mm-hmm. it's properly dried. So the high winters with those you know, minus, There's you know sub-zero temperatures and there's dry, dry. That's perfect biltong making um, uh, time, you know. And again, it's always. That's traditionally when, when when meat was cured, you uh-huh. know, so that it lasted the winter. Um, because obviously, you know, the, the, the biltong goes back to roots where, you know, when people wanted to travel with meat because, because there was no refrigeration. So it was cured. Yes. So generally, the curing would take place at this time of year uh-huh. because this was the optimum times to actually cure meat would be in the winter. Wow. So, yes, sorry, folks, but the, the people from the High Felt do make better biltong. <laughs> and I have to tell you a story, though. Yes. The best biltong shop I ever went into is a place in uh, Vollmerantstadt, which mm. is where well, that will be. Where's It's just outside of Kimberley. Oh, it's wow. It's between Potch and Kimberley.
0: Uh-huh.
1: and there's And there's a shop called the Biltong Den. Now, this is... Biltong Heaven, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, wow. I walked into, we. I've been to it twice. My my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law first uh, uh, exposed me to the Biltong Den on a trip. We were driving back from Clarkstalk to, to, to Cape Town, and she showed me the place. Yes. And then I was lucky enough to go back uh, a number of years later when we were shooting Brimaster in Vollmer and stuff. Uh-huh. And this, when I say the most glorious Biltong you've ever seen in your entire life, it's like yes, it's like you've died and gone to biltong heaven. There's just these <laughs> wow. massive pieces. This entire the entire shop is just filled with these giant pieces of, of, of biltong, um, and it's divided into dry mm-hmm. fat, more, you know, wet. Yes. You know, there the are some spicy ones, but you can you can pick how you, how dry you want, how much fat you want on it. And there are these giant pieces of of, of what's traditionally used, which is topside or silverside. Mm-hmm. Now what their secret is, and this is the one you get with that big, thick layer of yellow fat, the secret there is that they use older animals. So, so generally, what the, the best built on comes from sea grade animals. Mm-hmm. So, so there's an interesting thing I suppose I can point out now. That, that people uh, have a misconception about how meat is graded in this country. Everyone always says, "Oh, you can only must only use A grade beef. Yes. A grade <laughs> A grade meat is the best." <laughs> yes. But the grading system in this country is denotes age, not quality. Mm-hmm. So, A grade beef is the youngest beef that's yes. all it is it's not the best beef it's not it's not the top it's not the top grade it's just the youngest so you go a b c and, and as it goes on so the animals are older as you go up the alphabet and okay. and actually the the older than animal, so c is, is 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 uh is is the best because you, obviously if your animal is older mm-hmm. right it's first of all it's larger Yes. So it's it's grown for longer. So the meat has more character, and that's where you get that lovely layer of yellow fat that mm. isn't available on A grade beef. Yes. A grade beef is just not old enough to have developed that lovely aged layer of fat that, that C grade has. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you even if you, we're not talking built on here, we're talking just cooking steaks or cooking the meat. Yes. It has a much higher flavor profile because of the fat content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and, and what always makes me laugh is that is that people – it's actually cheaper to buy C-grade meat than it is to buy A-grade because people don't think that it is, a, is of a better quality. Yes. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's interesting that, that, you know, overseas in Europe, particularly in America, when sometimes you see in American programs, you'll see these massive steaks that they have with this mm-hmm. fantastic marbling. And I think, well, what, what do their cows get fed on? Yes. No, it's just generally that they slaughter their cows at a minimum of two years old when we slaughter our cattle it's generally uh, a year old um mm-hmm. between sort of 10 and 14 months whereas they don't slaughter before two years oh, so wow, the animals are much much bigger have a higher fat content mm-hmm. and without doubt make the best built on wow. so so and and what they do in in, in 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 vulnerable studies instead of cutting thin strips of a of a of a, of a silver side which is the, the 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 cut of twist is they literally cut it in two Mm-hmm. So you've got the, a piece that probably before before it's um, before it's dried, probably weighs about two and a half three kilos or two and a half kilos, probably two two to two and a half kilos. So by the time it dries, it is kind of like a it's it's almost like a uh, what I would say two thumbs, about two inches thick. Mm-hmm. So so getting that dry as a process and you've always got this lovely red center and this beautifully it's almost crispy um, spiced fat on the outside, which for me makes the best built building. Well, yes. Some people like really really I mean so so take for example, the, here's the, the, the always the Americans always make the, com- the the comparison and they've beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Now beef jerky is is basically, Thin strips. It's almost like those sheets of or, or what we call those biltong crisps. Yes. They're not thin sheets of meat that are salted to, to beyond. That generally, with the Americans, they don't use any spices. They use vinegar, or They use vinegar, salt, and sugar. So they have thin strips of beef. So there's no character. And there's very seldom is there fat on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're very thin pieces. So they're just chewy, salty meat more than, more than that thick, luscious biltong that we have. Yes. So, so, so we use a very, very different cut to what the Americans use.
0: Interesting. Now, Peter, I must because ask, we
1: want that depth mm, of flavour. Yeah.
0: Yes, I must ask you. I am well. I can't really make bultong. I must be honest, um, but I do love bultong, like in a Greek salad. Do you have any other recipe or, where you could add or, your bultong to?
1: So, so, so my the, the salad that I often use to to make bultong is, it's basically with with avocado. Mm-hmm. Um, blue cheese and toasted macadamia nuts and then mm-hmm. slices of built oh, that there's a little wow. bit of leaves some i like i like something peppery like rocket with a little bit of yes. the flavor to it but i also i'm a i like the, the consistency in the christmas of iceberg so I would do a salad base of mm-hmm. some some leaves, a little bit of um, t- tomatoes and and cucumber, and then lots of avocado, toasted macadamia nuts, crumbled blue cheese, oh, and then wow. thin slices ah, of, oh, of, of of biltong. It works really really nicely because you've got the saltiness of both the biltong and the blue cheese, mm-hmm. and then the creaminess of the of, of the abo are, are really work well to, with each other. And then same with the with the macadamia nuts. You know, there's a nice nutty to them, but they yes. they have quite a creamy sort of texture themselves mm-hmm. and then those two ingredients balance out nicely with the with the biltong and with the cheese. So it's a, it's a really, really nice salad. Oh, well I worth should
0: trying. try it sometime. Oh, definitely. I love that.
1: But I'm the same. I could eat my, I could slice biltong on my cereal in the morning because I like biltong. I'm <laughs> like you. Right? Biltong yes, for me, absolutely. And it's, the, <laughs> it's the most amazing snack. You know, it's yes. it's a fantastic source of protein because, uh-huh. because if you think about it, you know, if you think about that it probably, it's probably a third of its weight mm-hmm. so so the the, the the raw piece of meat you start with you lose two-thirds of that in the drying process wow but what doesn't but but you still have the same amount of protein mm-hmm. so the protein itself so a, a dried piece of meat has virtually three times the amount of protein that a raw meat does because yes. that protein is then concentrated in the meat so it's a fantastic source of of, of animal protein is built on mm-hmm. so and and a great snack you yes. know uh, Keep, I, you know, I often have dribbles or, or biltong in uh, at hand. Oh yes, because me you know too. it's one of those things. I'm, mm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to avoid carbs wherever possible. Mm-hmm. And the problem is in in, in mid afternoon when you get a little bit peckish. Yes, you know it, this. All the stuff that's available is, it's all wraps and it's pies and it's burgers. Mm. It's all everything is encased in some kind of starch. Yes. Whereas a little hundred gram pack of sliced biltong is all, all you actually need. Yes. You know if you're hungry of an afternoon. you Demolish a little 100 gram pack of Biltong, and you won't be hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll eat a, a massive burger that, that, you know, weighs about 400 grams with the bun and all the relish, and Excellent. you'll be hungry an hour later. But 100 grams of intense protein in Biltong will actually keep you going between meals. So mm-hmm. I often like to have, I buy little packs of Biltongs that I've always got. There's one in the car, there's one in my bag. So yes. where I, I feel the little munchies coming on, i uh-huh. a pack of Biltong, and within 15 minutes, Oh, energy levels have been maintained.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Me as well. I everything do is drew, right with the world. Most definitely. I normally do my Drew Awards on the go as well. Always having Boltong in my bag. Yeah. The,
1: the only thing that I, the only hint that I would suggest would, would come to regards to building <laughs> is... yes. Um, buy whole pieces so so for mm-hmm. me i always when i go to a biltong shop i i look for a, a whole piece yes. and i won't get them to slice it for me because my problem is if it's sliced i'll eat it in seconds so mm-hmm. so it's i <clears throat> i prefer to take it home and cut pieces of it yes. and make myself a little bowl and then it for me it lasts longer if i've got a packet of biltong that's been sliced for me boom, it, it i hoover it up in seconds yes, yes and the thing there is is that once it's being sliced it starts to dry out even more so you'll always find these packets of 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 sliced biltong are always drier than Mm -hmm. buying yourself a nice big piece and either having it cut for you at the biltong shop or cutting it yourself but if you have the wherewithal rather get a whole piece and cut it it actually stays moister for longer
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, Peter, thank you so much for all the tips and teaching us how to make tong and the great recipe you shared. Thank you so much. You must have a good weekend. What are the plans? I uh, will do
1: indeed. Yes, I, I'm working this weekend. I've not been working for the last week. So back to work today. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's raining all weekend, which will be nice to be out and about. Mm. So yeah, until we speak again to you and the listeners, may the sauce be with you.
0: Thank you, Peter. Keep well. Bye. Oh, <sighs> my